Welcome to the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast, bringing you weekly discussions designed to help you grow your business and create the lifestyle you desire. Elevate your business with proven strategies from CPAs and business advisors. We discuss real-world challenges solved with actionable steps that get you real results, both in business and building the life you desire. tuning in to episode number 41 of the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast, brought to you by PJS and Co-CPAs. I'm Megan Spicer, your host, and today we are talking about value-based billing and really what it could mean for your business. If you're still billing hourly, how you can use this billing model to really leverage your time and make what you should be making in your business. This episode could really be a life changer for you and what it means in your business and your lifestyle, ultimately. So today we are talking to Jamie Staley. Hi, Jamie. Hi, Megan. Glad to be back. Yeah, thanks for joining me to talk about this really important topic. I think this is something that a lot of people could leverage and really make a big difference in how they're doing business. Yes, I think it, it even goes back to mindset, which I know we talk a lot about. Just making sure you're in the right mindset when you're setting your pricing. Yeah, just see, I mean, it's in the name, but really seeing the value of the services that you're providing to the clients that you're serving. Because a lot of us, we're just so tied to this outdated hourly billing structure. There was a documentary that I started watching about the 40-hour work week. And it was all based on the industrial revolution and like how much they needed people to work in shops and making things. And it, it hasn't changed since the industrial revolution. And it was just so like, there wasn't really a rhyme or reason as to why they chose 40 hours or anything like that. It was just like, well, this kind of sounds good. So let's try this. And then it just stuck for ages. That's amazing. So, um, I should have looked that up before we started recording this, but it just came to my mind. I'll see if I can find it. But it's just, it's kind of an antiquated system to bill hourly. So I'm excited to to have this discussion today and um, hopefully helps a lot of people out. Yeah, I definitely, even when I first um, was exposed and using value-based billing, I really didn't pay attention to the word value. I just kind of saw it as flat rate billing. You know, and I think it's a lot more than that. And when I when I really was a first um, using it, I, I didn't really think through what that truly meant. And so I think there is a lot of repercussions and you just really want to understand value billing. It's different than flat rate billing. It's different than hourly billing. It's really focused on what value are you providing to your to your clients? Right. So before we dig into, you know, getting tactical or why it makes sense, let's first define it just a little further. I know you kind of, we started getting into it with just the word value, but tell us a little bit about what value-based pricing actually is. Yeah, you're really going to be looking at your pricing from a different perspective and moving away from looking at solely just the hours spent in your in your time and looking at bigger picture more um, looking at what you are providing as a service to your client 
Um, so it does usually base, it's usually based off of a fixed or flat fee, but it's really different for different clients based on what they need, what value they're taking away from it. And so that, you know, you're not just overlooking a lot of the value that you're providing. I think, you know, we really want to make sure that we're providing the greatest service we can to our client. And we want to make sure that we're receiving that value back as well so that it is a win-win truly. And I think that's a lot of, I think that has been missing a missing piece a lot of times when we're due pricing and we really feel potentially undervalued or underpaid on our end, which is not Mm -hmm. what we want to feel. And we definitely don't want our clients to feel that way. So it's really looking at bigger picture, really looking at what value we're providing as, as a service and getting away from the number of hours. Like this is the number of hours it took. So that's what you're going to charge. Yeah. And I think that's a really big one and kind of is a, a leading factor in why this could benefit your business. And typically this works for service-based businesses best, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely service-based. So, you know, and if you're looking at how how you're providing these services and it, I mean, it's your time essentially that you're giving people and there's only 24 hours in a day. So, you know, at a certain level, you're capped off unless you start hiring employees or, you know, structuring your business differently. So there, I think it, it does help you kind of step away. And like you said, change your mindset, get off that hamster wheel of just constantly feeling like you're run ragged trying to do these, you know, give your time and give the best service for these people. And, um, you know, you try to balance like the number of clients that you have with the quality that you're trying to give, you know, there's all these issues that can come up. So let's talk a little bit about if I am a service-based business owner and I'm currently just charging hourly for my services, why let's talk about the factors and break those down of why might this work better? Sure. Um, You know, you really need to evaluate your business and make sure that it really is right for you because this may not make sense, but in some things that you're going to want to factor in first and foremost is your expertise. So a lot of people, you know, in many service-based businesses, you typically find some kind of hourly rate. And the more expertise you have, the higher that hourly rate becomes, obviously, because you have years of experience, knowledge, you know, working with different clients, and you've seen a lot of different things. Um, But one of the things you start to realize if you're just doing hourly billing or hourly um, pricing, and you do have a lot of expertise, is that as you start to become more experienced, you can do a lot of work quicker because you have that understanding, that experience, you've done, you you know how to handle things, but you end up getting less because you can do things quickly. (laughs) And that's exactly counterintuitive to what, you know, we should be doing as we gain a lot of knowledge, we should be able to get more pricing or a higher cost for that. So we want to look at what is that ability that that person is looking to pay for and not just say, well, you know, I can do that in two hours because I have such great experience and and I've done this before and it doesn't take me that, you know, that much time, but truly you end up undervaluing your services. Um, And so in the end, you're getting undervalued and you're feeling like, hey, I actually, you know, saved this person a lot of money or I've, you know, Mm -hmm. really gave them a huge value, but I didn't give myself the same, (laughs) you know, the same response. I didn't get 
a lot of value. So you really want to try to say, hey, I am incentivizing myself and working with you to try to get you a huge value. And I want to make sure that, you know, that is in alignment with, you know, what the goals are here. When I think speaking to that expertise too, it's not necessarily even just looking at the same exact job. Like, you know, I can do this in two hours, whereas it would have taken me five, you know, five years ago. It's the expertise that you're lending to that situation in addition to that job. You know, like we were talking about before you hopped on the podcast, you might notice things because you have that expertise and be able to see an opportunity where maybe a less experienced person might not see that or, um, you know, see a bump in the road before it becomes a huge issue. Or, you know, there's a whole bunch of, of moving parts here that it's not necessarily just, you know, I, I think of like data entry when you're talking about like, oh, I could do that faster. But it's not necessarily just about doing the same job faster. It's with it's through the lens of experience versus just considering time too, which I think is an important consideration. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. And also, you know, knowing, you know, if you have, if you do run into things that you're not aware of, you know, where to go, you know, who to talk Mm -hmm. to you, you've kind of built that team of, you know, supporting, um, supporting you in things when you're like, Hey, I actually don't know a ton about this, but I do know who to call to get that information because I do know that that they've helped me before they have that expertise. So let me pick up the phone. Let me not only, you know, leverage my expertise, but let me find somebody else who knows even more about this specific issue. Can we work through it? Can we, can we help you? Um, even more. And and then the more experience you have, the more, you know, access to that you have and more, um, the more knowledge, the more people you know, who can help with that kind of strange issue that you don't know exactly how to deal with, but you definitely know the right person to call as well. So I agree with you. So in addition to looking at expertise and ability, we also there's a ton of value on the client side that your clients will receive as a benefit of switching over to value billing too. So let's talk about that. Sure. Your clients, you know, are also running most likely smaller businesses and trying to make sure that they're, you know, maintaining their costs and and not um, overspending on their side, which is obviously something we, we are a big proponent of, but it also gives them a sense of, Hey, this is what I'm going to be spending. And this is the pricing. And this is the scope of those services that I'm going to be getting. So they can budget that out for the year it's not waiting for that big invoice that, you know, pops through because, um, you know, they weren't budgeting it or there was some issue that month that took a lot longer. So there's a really big bill and they weren't really expecting that and they didn't budget that. And so it really helps to kind of spread that cost over, you know, month to month and over the year. And, you know, it's important to know that, you know, those scope of services may change over time. So when we do talk about value billing, you know, we're looking at a flat rate, but it does incorporate specific tasks. So if that scope changes, that flat rate or that value billing may need to change if it does take more time, or if suddenly something changes, and you need more expertise than you initially did those, the pricing may change, but it at least gives you that sense of, hey, this is what I'm paying, this is what I'm getting. And let's see how that goes. And so you want to, you want to look at that and that's really a benefit for your, for your clients because they can agree, you know, this is in my budget. I, I know what to expect and I know that I'm good. Um, and then if they run into any bumps, they can come to you and say, Hey, you know, these are changes that may, I may need, but at least they know 
you know, exactly where, where they stand and what their cost is related to your services. Yeah. I like that. It gives those parameters because I think we've all gotten bills for things (laughs) that we weren't anticipating. Like, you know, they, you get a quote in the beginning and then they kind of offhanded say, well, if it takes longer, we may have to charge hourly on top of this, but you just kind of take that as a grain of salt and you're just, okay. Yeah. That sure. Sure. Sounds good. And then you get the bill and yeah. Surprise. Yeah. Surprise. <laughs> I wasn't Wait, expecting I'm that. Over the estimate. I didn't. Yeah. I not so to know that, you know, not only are you defining the monthly rate, you're also defining the scope within that and what, what's covered and what's not. Probably the biggest factor is that just overall in your business, it's going to lead to more profitability and the ability to scale and grow your business in a more efficient way. Yeah. I mean, that's a great point. I think, you know, you want to set yourself up so that you can scale and you can grow and it's as painless as possible. So setting up a, a structure that allows for, you know, kind of value billing, it's discussed and agreed upon at the beginning, and then you kind of know where you stand, that really gives you as a business owner a lot of um, control, understanding of where things stand, you know what to expect. If you bring new clients on, you have that understanding right then. It's not, oh, well, one month it may be this amount, another month, you know, with the same, you know, transparency you're giving to your client, you also have that ability, you know, understand and know what to expect. And that can really help get, give you a better sense of, you know, what your financial financials look like. And it also helps, again, if we're back to that value-based billing, you're likely going to be charging more because your value is more than your hourly rate. And so if you're increasing your revenue over time and you're, um, you know, kind of streamlining the process to how you're charging them. So you don't have to spend a whole lot of time billing your clients. You know, you can upfront bill them. You can, um, you know, maybe collect the payment before you're even doing some of that work on a retainer type basis where they pay upfront. You know, that just leads to more profitability for your business because you're getting increased revenues, you're decreasing administrative time that it takes to figure out how to charge your clients every month. And, you know, you're overall improving your profitability for your business. All right. So now that we've gone through the theory and, you know, some reasons why you'd want to change from hourly to this value-based billing, now it's time to get more tactical and talk about how someone would actually start incorporating this into their business. So, what are some of the factors that someone could look at? You know, if I'm looking at how, how am I actually going to start implementing this? What do I need to assess within my business in order to assign a value to this pricing? So, the three factors you're going to want to to factor in is expertise needed time commitment, and the value that your clients are going to receive. So starting with expertise, you know, that's a very big factor in in looking at how you're going to price. There's a different level of expertise that may be needed, um, you know, in terms of the work we do for maybe bookkeeping or tax work um, or more compliance-based work versus the bigger picture type of work where we're strategizing with um, growth and working on strategic planning. So it takes a different level of experience and understanding to do that type of work versus doing some of that compliance work. So you're definitely going to want to 
um, think through what kind of services you're providing. You know, are you providing higher level, you know, services or are you are you providing some basic level services? That's going to change your pricing structure. So in our case, we're trying to provide higher level coaching, advising through tough business decisions and really trying to keep you on task to reach those goals that you're you know, trying to accomplish. So that's the expertise factor. Moving into the time factor, you know, we're trying to get away from that. How much time do you spend? And I'm going to charge you for that time. So, you know, we're very accustomed to that. And we understand that a lot of people understand that a lot better and it makes sense to them, you know, but there's definitely a different level of experience if you have 20 years of experience versus just two years of experience. And now that person who has a lot of experience and and history and and knows how to do things can do things in a quicker time period. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's almost, you know, a detriment to you to charge by the hour because, you're quick, you know what you're doing, you've done it many times, and so you're quicker. Um, and so an example of that, you know, we, we've had some clients in the past that, you know, maybe get hung up on our hourly rate and, and don't want to pay, you know, for an, an experienced CPA to do the work, they prefer to find somebody who can do work for $25 an hour, you know, they feel like it's just data entry, what, you know, they don't really want, they don't see the value there, they don't necessarily feel like they need that. But um, in that instance, the client went with somebody who was less per hour, but for the total month ended up char- being charged almost $1,000 more for the month than we were charging them. Wow. Yeah. So because that different level of expertise, it may take that person a lot longer to do something just because they're not as familiar with it. They haven't dealt with it as much. So, you know, we're trying to get away from that focus on the hourly rate and really look at, you know, what's the time commitment and the the, you know, level of um, commitment we're putting into that. So, you know, for us, we also really want to give a lot of time and attention and a larger commitment to our clients. So we have smaller client bases so so that many of our, um, you know, our team are working with, you know, maybe five clients so that they have more time um, to really focus on that client really understand what their, you know, what their needs are, help advise them and making sure that they're getting the focus and attention they need to actually grow their business. And, you know, if you have 20, 30, 40 clients you have to take care of, you just can't give that same level of attention and detail to each of your clients. So you'll want to think through that too. Are you going to see less clients and charge a little bit more so that they have your attention or what you're doing is that a little bit, you know, it's quicker turnaround work. You can get it done. You actually do want to get more clients in. So you want to consider that. Um, But we really try to be fully engaged and commit that amount of time and resource to get them, um, you know, to the next level in their business. Yeah. Well, and that, I think that exclusivity factor is huge because you are able to spend more, even off time. You know, I, like we were talking, even in putting this episode together, I was thinking about realigning this outline while I was cooking spaghetti, you know, (laughs) (laughs) for my family. So, you know, even when you're not necessarily on the clock, you're still thinking about those clients and you don't necessarily have the opportunity to do that when you have 40 or 50 clients. Like you said, you know, if you have three or four main clients that you're serving, you have that time to sit and be creative with the solutions and 
really hash over, you know, the different ways that you could approach something or, you know, what the best outcome would be, or, you know, just, it, it gives you time to play with that a little more versus just being so focused on quantity to, to reach your revenue goals as a business and as a, an individual. Right. Yeah. And again, it depends on the work you're trying to do, but the work we're trying to do really takes that extra level of energy and, you know, focus and just understanding, you know, what that client needs and wants and how we can really help them in those challenges or goals that they're working through. And it really makes all the difference. So again, you have to evaluate that for your business and how that would work, you know, when you're thinking through your business. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this leads us kind of to the last point and the biggest point, right? It's called value billing. <laughs> so the value that you give to your clients, you know, it is a really big part of how we do this, right? You want to be providing a great value to your clients. You want them to see um, the upside. Why do they want to work with you? You know, what value are they getting? So you really need to be very clear about what value you're providing and what target market you're working with and making sure that that's aligned. Um, You know, it's really important to look at what problems you can help them solve. You know, how much is it worth to that company to work with you? What are they going to, what is that business going to benefit from? How are that, how is that person going to benefit personally from working with you? And so when thinking about some of the tangible things Um, in working with that client or tangible um, aspects, you know, there's current challenges, right? A lot of clients come to us with a lot of different challenges. Um, And a lot of times they think they know what that issue is. So, you know, we'll have a client come and say, yeah, I have a cash flow issue. I need to get a line of credit. I think that'll take care of my cash flow issue. But when we spend some time to get to the real root of the issues, we may find out that while cash flow is a symptom, <laughs> cash flow issues are a symptom of what's happening, you know, we may, you know, dive in and see that they're really not collecting the receivables in a timely manner. And so we can put processes in place and procedures in place to do that. Or um, maybe they're spending too much money on certain areas that really aren't helping them, you know, to grow their business. Or maybe they're not charging enough for their services. So when we get in um, and really try to dive deep, you know, we find out that what the issue they think is that they need to fix is just part of that discussion. And as we spend more time and talk through those things, you know, we learn a little bit more, but it does take, you know, more expertise and more time to kind of get to the heart of the issues. Also goals. So some clients come to us and actually things are working pretty well for them. They don't have you know, cash flow is okay, you know, things are going great, but they've had this goal they can't seem to attain, right? They want to maybe um, grow their their business by $500,000 in a few years, but they seem to just be stuck at a certain number. They don't know how to get there. Or, you know, maybe they want to sell their business in five years for $2 million, but they really have no sense of, am I on the right track? What should I be doing? So, you know, we talked to to those clients about their goals. What, what do they want to achieve personally? What do they want to achieve with their business and what we can do to support them in getting there? So, you know, current challenges and goals are really part of what make up the value um, to, to the, to, to our clients. And I would assume to most clients and most uh, folks who are looking for different types of services or products. Right. So then in, and this this is where it gets a little hard to me in assigning value to it because again like 
you can ask what their challenges are. You can ask what their goals are, but those it's not a mathematical problem, right? You don't have automatically have a dollar amount that's assigned to those goals or to those challenge. Well, sometimes you might have a a dollar amount assigned to the goals, you know, if they want to double business in the next year, then you have a, you have a little more of a, a solid footing, but how do you take that value and then roll it into a dollar amount? Right. And that is the challenge in pricing and why we're having a whole discussion about it today. Um, so, you know, you you have to look through and talk and think through what they're going to get as a value. So, for instance, if you're going to talk with someone and the services you provide them, you're going to charge them $1,000 a month for that service you've decided. And they're going to benefit from that in some way or some fashion by $5,000 a month. Is that valuable for them to pay you that, right? Are they getting a return on their investment? Well, yeah, because if they don't work with you, they don't change. But if they do work with you, they increase their value by that net, right? They got to pay you a thousand, but they're getting an improvement monthly of $5,000. Right. So, you know, it's really about helping that client and trying to find ways that they can improve and save money. Now, depending on the business model that you are, you know, you have to look at what, what are you improving for them? What, you know, what are you trying to help them with? You know, if it's financially on that side, you know, we've also talked Megan that sometimes it's not about the dollar amount. Sometimes it's about time. People want some of their time back. You know, they're so overwhelmed with work and stressed out and they're working, you know, 50 hours a week. Um, but they'd love to work 40 hours a week, you know, and that would just give them a a, a ton of relief. Is there, is some of the work that you can provide going to save them time from having to do it? You know, a lot of people don't want to pay extra money. So they do things themselves, but that a lot of times, you know, it's just not leading to efficiency because when you're very good at one thing, you're not always good at other things. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm very good in accounting and that type of thing. But if you asked me to put a podcast together, that would probably take me the entire rest of the week just to figure out where to start. (laughs) Right. Right. So, you know, you have to, you have to look at that, you know, if you're running a business and, you know, accounting is a struggle for you, numbers aren't coming, you know, don't come well to, to come quickly to you. It's a difficult thing then it's valuable to, to pay money to somebody who can do those things in an hour or two instead of you being burdened, you know, for several hours a week trying to get it done. Not sure if it's accurate. You know, those those hours that you can invest in your business or maybe go home and, you know, have some fun with your family, you know, instead, you know, that can really pay dividends. So right. when you're talking about value, it it's not always the same for everybody. Some people really want that financial impact and financial change, but other people just want things to move better. They don't want to have to get in the weeds of accounting. They want to just, you know, work on their business and grow that business because that's what they're good at. So we have to pull those things in together and just try to see how we can help, how we can help those um, clients in general. And to get even more tangible and tactical, we wanted to run through all of these things that we just talked about as they relate to our own firm, because we want to give as many real world, real world examples and hard numbers for people to look at, because it is, it's a little bit of a subjective thing to look at and try to decide, well, what does this mean for my, my own business? How am I going to reflect this? Like, you know, we can talk about this in theory, but 
to give an actual actual example, I think is is very helpful. So why don't we run through all of these items, you know, the the target market and the other factors that you went through as they relate to our own firm, so that people can get a sense of maybe you know how this would look mirroring it in their own business. Yes, of course. I think examples and just putting that in front of people really helps helps you grasp the idea a little bit better. So. We as a firm typically work with service-based businesses in the $1 to $10 million range revenue, and they really need to be focused on the growth and profitability of their business for us to be a good match. We, you know, as we talked about, you know, earlier, challenges is the first thing we start with. So we'll talk through what challenges that they need to overcome. Um, We see a lot of cash flow issues with small businesses. It's just a challenging aspect of running a business. And, you know, a lot of people aren't as familiar with how to deal with that, how to manage it. Um, We also look at the state of their financial statements. Um, You know, sometimes they're in good shape, sometimes not great shape. And we really need to get good financial data to be able to do a lot of this work. We have to really understand the state of the business and make sure we understand, you know, what the challenges they may not even understand or may not know about, which we can, you know, learn from looking at those financial statements. So a lot of times we have to spend some time there. We also will look at the complexity of their processes and, you know, how how are they managing that within maybe their office environment? Do they have procedures and processes documented? So if turnover occurs, they don't have to start from scratch and somebody took all the knowledge they had with them out the door. And now you're trying to figure out how to train this new person. So we talk through those things. And then ultimately, we try to get to the strategic planning um, aspect of a business. That's really where we try to focus a lot of our time and attention. And it ends up being the root of a lot of the issues that a lot of small businesses have. Um, So we're really trying to get to a place where we can strategically plan out, you know, where do you want to be in three years? What are we going to do in the next one year to get there? What will we do quarterly to get to those places? So we really want to make sure that we're helping our clients in, you know, that way of the growth and profitability. What, what, you know, what challenges do you have and how can we make those be less of a challenge and taken care of so that, again, they can focus on the growth of their business? Okay, so that's addressing the target market and being really clear on who we're serving. And then, you know, once we are talking to them, addressing those challenges, digging in finding out what their specific challenges are. Now, what do you see when it comes to goals? So yeah, we'll see some folks that come to us and they don't have as many issues on the financials or the cash flow um, or the processes. They kind of have that under control, but they have goals that they really want um, to accomplish and they're struggling to figure out how to do that. Um, So one question that we ask, which sometimes People are like, hey, no one's asked me this or I haven't really thought about this in a while because I've been in business for five years, 10 years. But what are your goals? What are you truly trying to do both for your business and personally? Why are you trying to accomplish this? You know, what is your plan to get you there? Um, You know, have you taken actual effort and steps to try to make this happen? Um, And so we just kind of dig deep with them and make sure that they understand what they want, because sometimes you feel like you know what you want, and then you start having that conversation, and you 
you get a little bit more information and you understand, you know, actually my true goals are, I want to be able to retire in 10 years and be comfortable when I retire. That's really my end goal. So we really work with our clients to kind of understand the goals, the why, and also how aggressive do you want to be, you know, to get there? Like how quickly does it have to happen? You know, are you selling your business in the next year? And we really need to hunker down and understand the financials and make sure everything's in order. Um, you know, and as we look at all these things, these challenges, these goals, you know, that they're all incorporated to how we come up with our ultimate pricing for, for each client. So, you know, putting that dollar value, um, you know, it's just a lot different and more difficult using value-based billing than I know what I'm doing. This is a tax return. It's going to take X hours. It's going to be completed on this date and then we're done. You know, we really have a lot more invested in our clients. We build that long-term relationship um, and work with them. You know, we're, we're, we're challenging them to look at their business in a different way. We are trying to, you know, help them get that work-life balance they want to achieve, help them get to those growth goals. So the level of coaching that we're trying to provide and trying to make sure that they're going to see some savings, they're going to get a return on their investment with working with us, whether it's better work-life balance, better ease of operations, improved profitability. You know, we're really trying to take their business and help them get to that next level, which is the ultimate goal. Because of all of these things that we've talked about, you know, our services typically start at $2,500 a month to incorporate the level of expertise um, to move these businesses forward. Well, and like you said, a lot of the clients that we have have those really big goals, like, you know, profit goals, spending more time with family, having more time to put back into the business, you know, whatever that is. And that's why we have so many different components that impact the pricing as well, because, you know, you can't just put a blanket $200 an hour on something. Exactly. But I think establishing a minimum baseline price is a good practice as well, because then it gives your clients a starting point to, to kind of start from, you know, that's, that's their home base. And obviously, as you get into all the factors that we discussed throughout this episode, you know, time involvement, expertise needed to complete the job, uh, the value that your client is receiving. There's a whole bunch of factors that go into building the actual price point that you're going to use for your value-based billing model. But I think establishing that initial starting point for, you know, this is where services typically start. And can be modified depending on the client that you find, you know, say that you set your, your minimum at 3000 a month and you have someone that comes to you that has all of these great, amazing goals and they want to be real aggressive, but written realistically to do that, you're going to have to charge them 7,000 a month, you know, cause it's a whole bunch of aspects that fit together that are on top of that baseline of 3000. You can then take that if that's outside of their budget, you can say, well, if, if, you can only afford 5000 a month. Let's take this and scale it back a little bit and try to fit these pieces together a little differently. You know, would maybe this plan work out for you and you add another six months to the timeline or, you know, you can, you can kind of play with it that way and really customize the services still to your client. But you're also keeping in mind the value is really the highlight in this whole thread, both for the client and for you and finding that happy medium where you both feel the value. Your client is feeling 
justified in the amount that they're spending because of the results that they're seeing from working with you and vice versa. You know, you feel like you're giving them your best because you one, have the time to help them. And two, you're being paid for your expertise and the things that you're bringing to the table as an advisor or as a consultant or, you know, whatever service you're providing for that client. It really, it it's a, a better place to be for both and is a better, um, uh, working environment for, for both of you. So it does, it, there's a lot more thought that I think has to go into the front end of value-based billing because you have this list of things that you have to go through with your clients and establish expectations and what those end goals are, you know, what they're expecting to see out of the relationship with you so that you can assign a value that makes sense for not only yourself, but for the client. Yeah. I mean, the bottom line is you want to try to look at, you know, these factors that we've talked about. You want to look at your expertise. You want to look at how much time and energy and effort is required um, and that value that your client is ultimately going to receive. And you want to pull all of that in and think through what makes sense for you to be charging and for your pricing. And, you know, you're, you may have to play with it a little bit. It's not, you know, like you said, it's, it's subjective. You need to work with your clients. A lot of our clients, we set a 90 day um, period where we'll stop and say, hey, we want to make sure you're feeling that you're getting the value that we've talked about. And we want to make sure it's right for us too, because we really want to create that win-win scenario. We want them to be feeling like, wow, I'm happy to pay this. I'm getting all this value. And you know, I'm really pushing things forward that I couldn't do before. And we want to make sure, too, that we're not overextending ourselves, that we didn't create a pricing that really doesn't make sense for us and that we're not getting, you know, the value we need out of it. So, you know, we really are looking for that, you know, scenario that makes both sides of, you know, the um, party, both parties, you know, work together, both wanting to push forward, both feeling good at the end of the day. And, you know, that that's what creates that good long term you know, relationship with your, with your client. So you want to just strive to do that and you may have to make changes and pivot and maybe you're not charging enough when you first, you know, <laughs> bring on that first client and think, oh yeah, this is a lot more time and effort than I an- anticipated, you know, well then, you know, you make changes with that client and the next client, you don't make that same mistake again, right? <laughs> you, you, you make those changes. So, you know, your end goal is just trying to create that price point where your clients are able to pay for your services and you're able to help generate the results that they're looking for. Right. Well, and that was the purpose of this episode too, is really to give you the tools that you need to, to feel like you're getting paid for what you're worth too. Right. You know, because I think a lot of people, when they get, when they bill hourly, they end up feeling stiffed in the end, especially if you have, you know, over 10 years of of experience in your field, you, you have a lot of, internal knowledge that helps you accomplish those things quicker or with better results or, you know, whatever it may be. And you really are providing a great value for your clients. So you need to really evaluate if hourly billing is the best for you. And if it's not, you know, this could be a great alternative to help you feel more validated, more like you're receiving the value that you're giving your clients. And, you know, you have happy clients, you're giving them your services, your gifts, and need to be compensated 
for that. So if this helped you at all, we encourage you to share with your community because I'm sure there's other service-based business owners that you know that could probably benefit from hearing the tips that we've given in this episode. So Jamie, before we wrap up here, is there anything else that you'd like to highlight? I think you wrapped it up well. Um, you know, there's definitely value in the services that you're providing and there's value to the client. And so, you know, we're just trying to create that proper pricing so that it is fair and even and everybody, everybody wins in the end. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Keep that momentum going and we will see you next week. This has been another episode of the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please subscribe, rate, and review. Gain access to additional free resources and learning opportunities by visiting pjscpas.com forward slash podcast.